Welcome to The One Guys Show, where we're going to be bringing you nutritional and mindset insights to help you gain nutritional freedom, lose weight faster, build a winner's mindset, all without the stress, guesswork, and sacrifice that you're used to. Now, this podcast specializes in helping women break free from the dieting shackles that society has placed them in and provides them with a clear path to success. So let's dive in. Welcome to the greatest place on earth. No. It is not Disneyland Paris. It is the one guy show. And I suppose you probably thought you were going to hear Ryan's voice straight from the intro. But no, it's me. But we do have the man himself here with us. Yoo-hoo. Big summer blowout. (laughs) Would you say big summer blowout? (laughs) Yeah. You never seen Frozen? I can't say I have. You're a liar. You've got a niece. 100% you watched it. She is. Yeah, but she's three. God, Carly, I hope you're not listening to this. She's three. Yeah, she must have liked Frozen. They must like Frozen. I don't, I don't think they're at their age yet, are they? Oh, oh, no, is it, oh no, actually, is only because of the toy doll. Here we go, Hayden, only because of the toy doll. Is it Elsa? <laughs> yeah, 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 that, oh, that, yeah. Yeah, that's the film it's from. Yeah, but you've got to remember, like, for the last, especially, like, 15 months, like, I actually have barely seen my nieces just because, like, my sister was pregnant through it as well, so she was really the cautious. So oh, yeah, it's yeah, only, yeah. like, recently I've started to see them more again. So... It sounds really sad, but nearly half her life, I haven't actually really been able to see much of her, especially um, my, the, the youngest niece. Um, mm. She's obviously, I've, I've seen her a handful of times. All right, let's, let's not get too deep and sad on the podcast right now. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I, don't, I, my, I, I haven't, I, yeah, it's the same. I think everyone's the same. Like, I, I think I see my mum like once, once every don't know, a couple of weeks. Because I was at the same at first. My brother was high risk, so we just stayed away. I just didn't go down to the house. Yeah, it's really interesting because like some, uh, like I know some of my friends have like, all they have pretty much done for the last 15 months have <clears> lived <throat> with their families. So they've seen their families more than ever. And then like for the likes of you and I, I mean, we've probably seen them a handful of times over the last yeah. year. I mean, you're, you're a lot more family orientated than I am, if that makes sense. You're very good. I like that. You've got a very close... Me and my brothers get on. Don't get me wrong. But like, we don't like randomly get a phone call or meet up for a coffee. Like, I might ask for a lift somewhere or, or <laughs> you, ask a question. When you want something. <laughs> yeah, like it literally is like that when they've got a question about saying. It's never like, oh, do you want to go out like grab a drink or saying? That's just not how our dynamic is in a relationship, as it were, with my brothers. Whereas you and obviously your sister will actually have, and I like it. I like seeing close families who have a nice relationship. I think maybe because mine aren't that close. We never have been. Will you like text your brother and just like, it's just like, ran, like how many times, how many times a week would you like speak to him? Or, and like, is it completely depends on what's happening? Yeah. Like the, the most time I speak to him or hear from him is probably because my brother this is Liam he'll send me like a meme it's usually a meme a funny video or a video about CrossFit and I'm literally like such a loser um, I had, we had him over for a barbecue last Sunday I've never done that before like he's never come around for to like have some just food awkward or silence yeah. <laughs> so aren't we related somehow yeah. how's the family how sure. oh, like is everyone good at home <laughs> Yeah, no, nah, mate, probably, honestly, we, the thing is, it's like, what do you talk about? Like, we will never text each other and be like, 
You're right. Yeah, but that's the thing is when you do see, see each other then, um, you probably have more to talk about, if you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, like we get on fine. We bounce off each other. You know, we go snowboarding once a year together. But yeah, we, yeah, we do because you catch up. Like he at the moment's buying a house. So every time I see him, I get an update on the house, what he's doing, how work's going. So yeah, you're right. There's always like loads to talk about. So before we jump into today's episode, what's your prediction, Ryan? Because so for you that don't know, Ryan is uh, 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 an avid snowboarder. You're a snowboarder, aren't you? Mm, yeah, yeah. What's your prediction with the, the mountains? Do you reckon Mate, that coming January they'll be open? Yeah, that is so weird you said that because I was driving earlier and I was like, oh, I'm going to put a message in. I haven't done it yet and I completely forgotten to mention it. I was like, oh, I'm going to put a message into the... Um, why is my microphone like moving all over the place? Is it bouncing? Can you hear anything? I mean, I can hear you perfectly. It is moving. That's oh, because I'm on my desk. Um, so yeah, so I was thinking earlier, oh, I'm going to message the snowboard chat and be like, guys, are we still going to book it? Because every year we usually book it around November. I'm going with yes, because I literally thought this morning, I was like, by the time it comes to January, when we go, we usually go about the, about the first week of January. I don't see how it can't be open, if I'm honest. Yeah, it's, I mean, you go France, don't you? Yeah, mate, I was looking at snowboards the other day. <laughs> so I'm all in. I did, I did the absolute classic where I went once, absolutely loved it, bought three snowboards, and they haven't been since. <laughs> so, mate, it is such a common thing, isn't it? You do something, you're like, man, I can get to this. Like every time when I've gone um, <clears throat> away to south of France, for example, and we go like kayaking, or I'll go for a walk near Bure Water and see the kayaks. I'm like, later on, I'm like, online, like, kayaks for one. <laughs> like, looking around, and I'm like, if I buy this, am I actually going to use this? Or is this just going to be, exactly as I said, something that sits there? But to be fair, if COVID hadn't happened, I would have gone this year again. Like, I, I, I plan on going, at, like, it being a yearly thing that every January I go snowboarding. Yeah, if you, um, if your group were actually up for it, I'd, I'd definitely be keen. I'll definitely it's, be keen. It's to. such a good laugh. It is such a good laugh. I reckon as well because I've I know a couple of um, well you will know them all as well that would be like Jack for example like I know quite a few people that would definitely be keen. So because you usually do a shared chalet, don't you, with uh, a, another party? But I reckon yeah. if we get a big enough group, we could definitely do. That's a cool one. Uh, uh, yeah, that'll be that'll be epic. Anyway, right. So today's episode um, is kind of a topic that is definitely one hundred percent overlooked when it comes to achieving your fat loss goals, like especially when you're starting out. Um, I think this, the standard things to uh, fall to when you think about losing body fat is number one, right, calories, and two, exercise. Yeah, and. What happens from there is typically you just place all your focus into those two things. And don't get me wrong, you can 100% achieve your fat loss goals by doing that. But there's some kind of like unspoken topics, isn't there, that usually falls into uh, the bracket uh, uh, in the middle of that. And that's kind of what we want to speak about today. And it's not necessarily the most sexy topic in the world. But it's something that you definitely should 100% like consider when you are first starting out on your fat loss journey. And that is your expectations. So mm. what I'm just what I'm just going to do is, uh, do you know, I always got this like massive fear and I have it about three times through the podcast that my mic just stops. So I have to check. 
Um, but, <laughs> mate, once we press go, I'm like, do not touch, do not move, do not do anything. Because I'm like, if I hit my keyboard, I might make it stop. If I hit like something else, it might stop recording. Yeah, it's terrifying. Um, so the classic is how we're going to start this is like the New Year's resolution. So the majority of people, they have a, a, whether it's a public or a secret New Year's resolution where they want to lose body fat. Like there's something, isn't there, about like New Year where you're like, New Year, new me, uh, I'm going to change. This is the year for me. Like everyone has it. We always do it. Um, and typically fat loss is one of the biggest ones around it. But what people do is they just jump straight into the deep end and they're like, right, I need to identify what fat loss is. Okay, fat loss is eating less, moving more. Okay, what does that mean? I sh- like strip my calories and I mm-hmm. exercise like unsustainably. And that's what the majority of people do straight away. And like I said, y- you might last a week. If you're lucky, you might last two weeks. If you're really, really lucky, you might last a month. But more often than not, why do you think, Ryan, people fall off after the first, even five days, well, why do I? I thought you were going to I didn't realise you were going to finish the sentence there. I was like, you got more to say? Or? You, you know when uh, like, I knew, like, as soon as like, the, I almost tried to pull the words back into my mouth because I, I, can see, I can see Ryan on Zoom and I saw that after I said that, he probably wasn't going to answer me because it was, he was unclear to where that was going. So mm. I was, I was going to try and pull it back into But basically, I mean, the reason is to people, most of the time, the reason is to people stop after like five days is one, they're just driven on purely motivation. Um, and two, their expectations as to what they, sh- what they expect to be happening and it isn't happening. So therefore they're like, well, what's the point in doing this? Because it's obviously not working. I'm doing something wrong. Yeah. Yeah, literally the nail on the head. It's pretty much uh, the expectations, like, isn't matching their reality. So they think that they'll be able to literally cut out every single food in uh, under the sun. They think they'll be able to exercise every single day um, and do this perfect gym routine that they've just got set up. But the honest answer is it never actually meets their reality. So they've got this expectation of fat loss, of it, of it being like this linear drop, Um, where they're always going to be seeing results and then it's coming from the nutrition and training standpoint. But the expectations and the reality is they're a sociable person. They have a really, really uh, busy, stressful job that Mm -hmm. actually requires them to potentially do over hours more often than not. So if that hits your reality, then do you think your expectations of being able to cut out every single food under the sun, to not being able to go and drink Mm. and socialise with your friends and be able to exercise every single day, is that realistic? Probably not. And this is what I said, like, people go into weight loss like a physique competitor. They're like, okay, cool. And that is literally it. Like, if you look at a physique competitor, their whole life revolves around weight loss. Their exercise, their nutrition, their training, everything is just succumbed to that. Like, but that's their job. And this is where people don't realize. It's like, you are not a physique competitor. You're not stepping on a stage. Therefore, your life does not revolve around that. Like, they will not eat out for months. They will not socialize for months. They will not eat with the loved one for months. Nothing gets prioritized over their body compositional goals because it is a sport to them and most of them do it at a high level. And that's the kind of discipline you need to have. You guys are not stepping on stage. 
Some of you might do, but you're not. Do you know what I mean? So therefore, your whole life does not revolve around weight loss. You go into this expecting to be like, cool, right, for the next 8, 12 weeks, my whole life is just going to be weight loss, weight loss, weight loss. And then when the first like hurdle comes in, they're like, oh, mm. well, wait a minute, like, why isn't this? And it's like, well, that's normal. That's how normal people lose weight. Yeah. You're not a physique competitor. Your whole life can't just be put on hold so you can lose body fat. Yeah. And... Also, the other thing where it falls under and like we were talking just before the show and we were saying like this could really like spiral down loads of different um, like rabbit holes. Rabbit but holes. the the other thing as well is um, is I've completely lost my child of thought. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> um, it was. What did you just say? Oh, no. Oh, before no, that. Before <laughs> <that>. <laughs> I was saying about thinking you're a physique competitor and thinking that you can just solely give 110% into weight loss. You can't. Oh, yeah. It's not real life. Yeah. And, and exactly that. And you, like, with you setting, I almost think people, like, think their New Year's uh, or their, their New Year resolution is like, it's gospel. And as well, like, you've always got to be focused on weight loss. If you said your new your uh, New Year's res- uh, your new year resolution is weight loss, right. yeah, Jesus, you're like, right, I must always adhere to that. And you inevitably then get annoyed when something does happen in life. Like, you've got to understand, like, dieting can be a, uh, like, a multiphasic approach. Like, you don't always have to diet every single day. Like, you can have weeks where, say, for example, and we've spoken about this like uh, extensively on like, other podcasts, but like if you know that you've got a week that's coming up, like maybe it's a holiday, like maybe you've got a couple of, uh, of your friends' birthdays, like whoever's birthday, it was like whatever event, like it's okay to actually dial back a little bit that one week, allow yourself to have higher calories, if not maintenance, and then go back into dieting the next week. But because people have got like, especially when it's in January and it's the first month, people have like, I cannot break my calorie uh, rule. I cannot not exercise. And it's like, again, like you're just not me. You're like, your expectations just are not meeting your reality. And like, this is kind of a podcast that we probably should do at the beginning of December, if not like mid-December, to get people set up on like, like, from the off but mm. the um the other thing as well is like i kind of want to talk about is like we've obviously spoken about the the problem here but let's actually talk about the the fix for it so you've got the problem where you know you start a weight loss journey and you think your expectation your expectation should be like you're always um got to be in this fat loss phase You've got mm. to lose as much body fat as possible. You've got to exercise as much as possible. But we typically, and here's a little gem that we use inside the academy um, when we definitely start people out. It's all about marginal gains, isn't it? It's about instead of trying to optimize and be perfect, instead of trying to like tick every single box that you know is truly successful from a weight loss standpoint, let's actually just start with your reality. And what's Mm. just the one thing that we can do? What's one thing that we can get you 1% better at just one day at a time? And then it's just slowly chipping away from there because all of a sudden that's manageable. 
Yeah. And I think that's often what stops people as well. There's this perfection gap. You wait for the perfect time to start as well because you want to get this like hell for leather run at it and you know that like, like oh, so, you know, and it is, it's these misconstrued uh, expectations that you have that it has to be the perfect journey and you have to have the right time because you're going to have to go all in on this and you're not going to be able to socialize. You're not going to be able to eat sugar. You're going to have to go to the gym all the time. So you're going to, you know, have to do all this. And it's like, that's also what stops you from starting so mm. often because you're then like, oh, you're just like looking in your diary or looking in life for the, the perfect time to start this weightless journey. It's like, you can start anytime if your expectations are actually aligned with what the reality of weight loss is. And everyone's reality also is different. Like everyone deals with different stresses and has different things that need to be taken into consideration. So just remember, perfection doesn't exist. You don't need to look for the perfect time to start to lose weight. And we're about to tell you why, because what you actually think weight loss should look like looks probably very different. Yeah, you actually, uh, I was meant to tell you earlier, I was speaking to someone and, uh, they actually said that they're not going to... Uh, so this individual had joined our uh, Fatless community group. Um, we just like to make sure in our community group that everyone is getting the resources that they need to help them along with their goals. So when I was asking this uh, lady some questions, she actually said that she's not going to start her weight loss journey until the summer's over. And I was like... And exactly like you just said, I'm like, the summer's over in, what, September? So we're not, we, we've literally just started May. So June, mm-hmm. July, August, you've like got four months until you start dieting. And I'm like, do you know what you can achieve in four months? Like, even if it's not, like, even that's if you're- 102 days. And if you have three meals per day, that's 306 meals that you've got to lose weight with. Even if you're in a deficit 50% of the time, you're still going to be getting yeah. incredible results. It's yeah, it's and exactly like you said, it's this perfection gap that like literally ruins people's results and, and mm-hmm. stops people moving forward. Yeah, it's just a growth. It's a growth trap. It stops you and it keeps you where you are because you're waiting for all these different things to change or you know the stars to align. And it's like get started. You work it out as you go. Mm. Yeah, yeah, exactly that. So. When it actually comes to like this marginal gains that I was talking about and, you know, not trying to almost like reinvent the wheel or like start at a hundred percent straight away. Like we often use something called um, the lowest hanging fruit. So you kind of want to do like a whole lifestyle analysis of yourself. Like, and an easy example to give you for this is like, instead of being like, I'm going to demonize every single um, food, I'm going to stop eating sugar, I'm going to stop drinking alcohol, I'm going to X, Y, and Z. Like, what is the biggest thing that is holding you back right now? And for some people, it could be they drink two liters of full fat Coca-Cola a day. Like literally just as a a real simple example. Um, And I always use the example because it was actually a client that I had a few years ago. And we didn't do anything else but this one thing. And the results were just absolutely insane. But um, my client a couple of years ago, she was drinking. It was about, it ranged and it ranged between about two to three litres of Coke a day. Like not even joking. It was about two to three litres. She used to get one of those um, bottles every single day. Um, And then especially if she went out for like, lunch or dinner she'd also have 
full fat Coke as well. Mm-hmm. And like we're talking like two, three, maybe four hundred calories. That's more, it's probably more than that. I'm trying to think what a typical, I think it's like 150 for a 330 mil can. It's about 150 calories. So three, you're probably looking, let's just say 400, like maybe 400 calories. So all of a sudden we, we identified what her lowest hanging fruit was there. She drinks nearly four to 500 calories of Coke a day. And it's like, okay, can we change this? Or not even can we change this, can we reduce this? So our actual first steps when we're working together was right. Can we cut down that two to three to one to two? And that was just the first simple step. So you can see here where you're probably thinking, oh, well, it's really not going to make that much difference. But it's the accumulation effect here that happens. It's like, I haven't drastically changed her life. And for someone to actually come in and just say to her, do you know what? You don't need to exercise five times a day. Um, five times a day, five times a week. You don't need to uh, all of a sudden cut out sugar completely. Like, yes, you could like push the boundaries a little bit more, but remember, like adherence is the single, is single-handedly one of the biggest things when it comes to achieving your fat loss goals long-term. Like if you can't adhere to your protocol, then you're never going to be successful long-term. Like you might get some short-term wins, but that's where people usually inevitably regain the weight and whatnot. So I've just given her a really simple tool that is just going to get her that 1% better start off with. And then we start um, changing up a load of other things. Like it's like, okay, can we reduce that down to just one liter? And then, okay, can we change that one liter to Coke zero? And then all of a sudden she's gone from having like potentially a couple hundred calories of Coke again to zero because it's Coke zero. And this is where half of you are probably this and be like, oh, but it's artificial sweeteners. What about that? Like, honestly, like you do not need to worry about that. There is no science to date whatsoever. And that's, I want you to take note of what I said then, to date. There is no science to date to show that artificials cause any kind of ill health whatsoever. And if you're pulling a study from the Daily Mail or something like that, like, save it. Don't bother sending me it. Um, (laughs) So it's just a real simplistic change there that you can do. And again, it's just about progressing forward, like progress over perfection. Mm. Just like Ryan said, like we shouldn't ever be striving for this perfection. We should be striving for progress. But having just those small marginal gains, again, not only does it actually create small manageable wins and actually it's much more adherable, but it also helps you really build in these new habits and behaviours. Because again, you're not completely changing your whole entire life. It's something really, really small that you're starting to change up that can be much more manageable than trying to change 10 things at once. Yeah. <clears throat> it, it, and it, it, people think that you need to do these massive drastic changes. And I think that's because of, you know, quite often all these, these mainstream diets that come about, they're often very they're very like extreme in themselves, if that makes sense. And then it suddenly becomes the norm. It's like, well, okay, hold on. Like the norm now is to literally like, we need to cut stuff out. We need to exercise to the extreme. We need to do these on such an extreme level 
Whereas actually it's like, think about anything in life when you want to be successful. If you just make small little adjustments, it's so much easier and you still get the progress. You don't need to change your whole life to make this work. It's kind and of I think that's such a fundamental thing. Like what you said, I was like, I've had clients before when they used to have like, I don't know, two rounds of sandwiches at breakfast, uh, for breakfast at lunch. And I'm like, okay, cool. Instead of two rounds, let's drop that down to one round. You're instantly saving 300 calories there for a sandwich. And they're like, what, change nothing else? I'm like, just make that one change and see what happens. They start losing weight and you're like, they didn't cut carbs. They didn't cut calories. They didn't do any extra exercise. All they did was just reduce a portion size at one point, like with reducing the portion size of Coke, reduce a portion size of one sandwich instead of two sandwiches. Bang, weight loss happens. Yeah, and then you do that over seven days. Like, you know, you're mm. talking some serious calories there over the course of the week. Yeah. But it's it's going back to what you were saying, like, um, it's what society's taught us, right? With all of these, and again, marketing has a massive play um, in it, but it's what the norm is. Like, I'm so surprised still to the amount of people that genuinely, genuinely think that sugar is the is the sole reason to why they are overweight carbs is the sole reason to why they're overweight um it's it's definitely getting better but at the same time like there's because social media is only getting bigger and bigger and bigger there's still all these um false gurus out there preaching stuff that isn't real so it, it's mm. it can be uh, an ever confusing Smith's space one of them <laughs> don't listen to a word he says <laughs> But, yeah, um, and that's it. It's not the thing is, is it's not. Um, it's not. Uh, what's the word? Like checked over. Like you can say what you want. I could go on there and say, if you want to lose weight, you have to eat one and a half bananas every single morning at seven a.m. There's no one to actually scrutinise that or say, or like mean not allowed to say that or post that. Do well, you know it, what I mean? Yeah, I mean it's it's exactly what we were talking about earlier. So there's this dude um, who is he makes multi like maybe even like a couple hundred million a year i don't know the exact number to what it is but he makes millions and millions and millions per year through his false advertisement called something called i'm not gonna like name names or anything i don't want to be that person but v shred i don't want to get sued <laughs> <laughs> i don't know names of point thinkers but v shred if you listen to this you are a dingbat but he in so, the highest form he essentially sells something called body type um, nutrition and it's sexy, right? It sounds good. Like this is something that you could fall for because it's like, hang on, maybe the reason I haven't lost weight is because I'm not eating the right amounts of food or the right type of food for my body type. Um, and then for those you, that are listening, that's not real. Yeah. And then you go and do this quiz and then you fall into the trap through his marketing and he's making millions and millions and millions per year selling something that is actually called somatotype, which is never, ever been proved to be uh, scientifically true. So it's just your body fat patterning. Yeah, there's, there's literally no science behind it to say that I your love it. body it type like should be eating this. Your type of carbs and the time that you should eat them. I'm like, you really are saying else, aren't you? Yeah. But that's, this, there's something else as well that I just wanted to touch upon. Well, and this expectation comes like across the board. It's like, Imagine not having, imagine going into a dieting phase. Like imagine how less stressful it will be for you going into a dieting phase with zero expectations, expectations at all. No expectations to how much weight you're going to lose. No expectation, no expectations to like literally anything. 
Mm. Because this is another thing, isn't it? Like people get, I think, and full transparency for you, like we used to have something, we still have the academy, but we used to call it the 90 day one academy. And the reason we actually stripped out the 90 day one academy is because what we were finding was people were coming into the academy, but they were feeling like they had that sense of failure because as it was approaching the 90 days, they either A, felt like they needed to do something really unsustainable or B, felt like a failure because they weren't as far as they wanted to be in the 90 days. So it's mm-hmm. like, do you know what? We identified it. If we can eradicate that 90 day, all of a sudden people are coming in to the academy now with no expectations. They've got no expectations to how much they need to be losing over the course of 90 days or anything like that. And this makes people's journey far less stressful. You yeah. don't feel like you have to match something. Like there's no number out there. Like you get these like macro calculators, you get MyFitnessPal that tells you, you should be losing this much at this, like, this week. But there's like, there's no rule book to this. There's no rule book to the amount of weight that you should be losing. Like, obviously, if you are, you've got more body fat to lose, you're going to lose it at a much faster rate than someone that hasn't got as much body fat to lose. You're both striving for the same goal, mm. but there's no rule book to this. And this is what people forget. Yeah. And it's unfortunate. It's like, there is no right, like there is no right weight that you should weigh. You're not going to lose one or two pounds every single week. It isn't fast when you lose weight. And it's like, until you realize these expectations that you have that actually aren't real, it's like, you don't have to cut anything out. You aren't going to lose every single week. It's not linear. It's not fast. It's like once you do that, you then actually protect your self-worth. Because I think quite often in life, your self-esteem also gets impacted because we hold our self-worth on the fact of being able to achieve things. You know, it's done a lot of it on our level of achievement on a multitude of different levels. And if we do something and we don't meet our own expectations of achievement as to what we should be doing and how much we should be achieving, it instantly damages your self-esteem and your self-worth. You feel like a failure, don't you? Yeah, because you start to feel like a failure. I haven't done it right. I can't do it. I'm broken. I'm no good at this dieting. And it's like that doesn't only have an impact on your weight loss, but that also has an impact on other areas of your life because that inner critic that we all have starts to talk down about you, starts to damage your inner self-confidence. And it's like that then actually has a damaging impact into other areas of your life. So remember as well that the quicker we kind of understand, like manage our expectations of weight loss as to what it is, you're actually going to help your own self-worth and self-esteem in not only weight loss, but other areas of your life as well. And that's why I think it's so important that we do manage our expectations and we kind of try and, you know, sieve out all the rubbish that's out there because it is setting you up for failure. Like it is literally setting you up for failure because you're going in with this massive expectation. Imagine going on a five-star all-you-can-eat holiday and then when you get there, you're in a little cabin and the only all-you-can-eat is a breakfast. You'd be disappointed, you're disappointed, you're fell up, you're annoyed and you're frustrated because you're like, hold on, it said this, but it gave me this. Mm. And it's understandable. Yeah, yeah, it's... So there's this concept that I think I've spoken about before where it's like... Everyone goes in and going back to the uh, New Year's resolution, you've got, you've got your expectations at the top of here. Like we all know and absolutely no one can see what I'm actually doing here, but my hand is above my <laughs> head time. and nice. expectations and right at the top. Like you start this journey because you think you're going to lose X amount of weight. You think you're going to be doing all these gym sessions. You're going to be cutting out all of these calories and all of these things. Your expectation is so, so high. 
but your reality is actually down here. Now, you've got this big gap now. And like I said, you can ride that, ride that wave for a little bit and potentially get away with it, being able to move close to your goal. But eventually what will happen is because your reality is actually really starting to kick in, you're starting to shorten like, like the gap and friction is now caused. And you've got this, and I did an Instagram post on this, you've got this like gray area in the middle, which is the friction. Because yeah. what you're doing now is your reality isn't meeting your expectation, expectations. And this friction is caused and it's making you exactly like Ryan said, it's making you feel like a failure. It's making you feel like you can't actually achieve what you set yourself out to. Mm -hmm. This only uh, damages your self-esteem. This only re reinforces for you your old habits and your old belief system of, well, I've never been successful before, so why would I continue doing this? And then you inevitably give up because mm. that friction has been called. But imagine just completely removing that reality or re dropping your reality from up here straight down to your, um, sorry, dropping your expectation, expectation straight from the top, straight down to reality then all of a sudden you've got this smooth journey and there's no yeah. friction there. Because if you know straight from the off that your reality is you're a sociable person, you know, you have a busy life, you've got family, you've got kids mm. and you meet your, um, your expectations of you understanding that fat loss isn't always going to be perfect. Well, then you never, ever feel like a failure because you're doing exactly the things that you knew you were going to set yourself up for anyway. Yeah. Yeah, you, you've hit the nail on the head. It's <clears throat> it's understanding because the thing is, is when we're going through this, you're not only dealing with, I think, you know, your relationship with food and things like that, but you're also going through your relationship with yourself. There's a lot of hard stuff to go through. And I think one of the things in life is like, we strive in life to find self-acceptance, which it's found through achieving things. You know, we achieve different things and we feel accepted. The thing is, is that we actually look at different, uh, different ways to find that achievement. And one of that also comes to comparing and weight loss is such a sucker for that. We compare our weight loss and other people. And that's such a downfall because it's like, you can't expect to lose the same as someone else when their lifestyle is different, their age, their muscle mass, their food, their nutrition, their sleep, you know, all of these different things have an impact on the outcome as to what you're looking for. So it's also kind of coming down to like, don't have any expectations either with regards to anyone else because that's also I think one thing that it's not only expectations of weight loss but it's also building a lot of people get their expectations from someone else and they think well so and so lost this much and it's either so and so lost this much so I want to lose that much or it's so and so lost this much I want to lose more than so and so and mm. it's like I mean you, you, you might as well go to McDonald's drive through and order five Big Mac meals <laughs> yeah, your your journey is not longer than a week. Yeah, because it it's not going to last. And this is just staying on that point. Like this, this is what um, so many people do, though, don't they? Like they do massively compare them to their friends, the family, like whoever it may be. But we never actually identify that. Okay, well, our jobs are very, very different. Like maybe your friend's job was um, actually enabled them to walk an awful lot. Maybe. Um, your friend's job actually, but like the hours were flexible so they could put more time in going to the gym. Maybe they could go multiple times a day. Like maybe their actual work provided them um, food and it was all calorie counted and everything. So they didn't have to think like there's all of these different things, but 
you only see like the face value of the results and you're like, oh, well, my friend lost 10 pounds in like six weeks. So that's what I should be doing. And it's like, <laughs> what? No, it's, mm. the, it's the iceberg effect, isn't it, as well? It's like people only see that top bit, but underneath no one actually sees all the other stuff that goes on. Yeah, man. Yeah. The thing is, is we want to, we want to succeed. So we start to think that we need to compete. And then when we start to feel the need to compete, we just compare ourselves to try and either do better or match what anyone else that has been successful in that realm does. And as much as it's good to emulate successful people, it doesn't always mean that there's people that apparently were successful or did this, did it in the right way. Mm. I think kind of like the, the biggest thing, that we're trying to get across here is like <clears throat> number one, don't ever go into your fat loss phase, like having expectation, expectation, X G Zeus expectations of someone else's journey. Like, and that mm-hmm. should be your journey. Definitely don't do that. And also don't feel like you should be a certain weight or a certain dress size or something by a certain time. Like yeah. remove those expectations. And this is like, the other thing. No, go on. No, as I said, the only expectations you should have is that things should move over time. How much, in what time frame, by how little, by how big, the way you do it, there's no expectations apart from just that things will move. You know, your weight will eventually go down. Your measurements will go down. Your photos will show change. To what extremes, what extent, how that will come across, no expectations whatsoever because you can't have expectations. The only thing you have control over is what you put ultimately in your mouth, the way that you think about yourself, the way you talked about yourself, your sleep. Control the controllables. It's like you can't control how much body fat you lose directly each and every week. As long as you're doing the basics, you've just got to expect that things will happen over time. And it's patience. Patience is one of the biggest things that you need. Yeah. I was going to add something then that, it doesn't really 100% <laughs> fall under the expectations category. But I feel like it's something I'm going to say anyway. So with uh, like a, another little tip that I always talk about uh, with my clients, like especially when they've just signed up with me, is removing weight loss as, as, the, as the goal and thinking about it more of the byproduct. And what I mean by that is... People place all of their focus from day to day on the weight loss, what the scales are saying, all of those things. But we use a term in the academy called like falling in love with the process. So instead of looking at going out and doing your steps for fat loss purposes, look at it as a way um, of bettering your health. Looking at it, look at it as a time for you to have an hour to yourself to progress your learning, whatever it may be, like a podcast, maybe it's I don't know, even just catching up with a friend, improving your relationship with someone, like use those times or like that journey. Whereas you might initially, like you're doing the steps, yes, because you want to increase your need, which is going to help with your fat loss, but don't look at it as a place of that. Because if you're only ever solely doing it to strive for your goal, like there's no long-term um, sustainability with it. Whereas mm. like I've always spoken about it with, with myself, with doing the steps and stuff like that. Like, yes, I, I initially did, start out doing the steps because I wanted to get my energy expenditure up. I knew it was a good way to burn calories, but I soon fell in love with the process of actually it being a time for me to listen to a podcast, like increase my learning, 
Um, and now it's become like an integral part of my life where I literally cannot start the day without going on a walk. Like I don't, I, something feels missing because of it. And it's something that I can bring across the whole entire world. Like I can yeah. go anywhere and I can still do that. I can still listen to my podcast, well, potentially if I have signal, well, I, I can still have that moment to myself. And that's also what you want to do is like, find, like fall in love with the process. Like don't look at counting calories as a way to burning body fat or anything like that. Like, Look at it as a way to educate yourself to better your own health, get a better understanding of nutritional quality, like what you're putting in your body and how that's going to affect you, not only just from like a fat loss standpoint, but from like a health perspective. So try and strip away the fat loss, because again, like as soon as you stop thinking about it solely being like a fat loss, weight loss process, and you start looking at a way to increase your quality of life and actually fall in love with the process of doing something, just like we always say, again, when it comes to training, don't look at exercise training, like all of those things as a means to burn calories, like find a sport you love. Like this is why we say like, you don't have to go into the gym and sit on the bike or go on the cross trainer or anything like that. Um, it'd be super ironic if someone's listening to this on the cross trainer or something like that. But like, for what sport do you love doing? Like identify what that is and turn up to that more often than not, because yeah. you're far more likely to find excuses not to turn up. You're going to do it more. You're going to burn more calories doing it. Like all of these things, they're like prime examples as a byproduct of your weight loss, but you're not focusing and doing that sport for weight loss purposes. Like we've spoken before about like fat loss, um, for football being an amazing tool for us for fat loss for burning calories but mm. we don't turn up to football every single week being like right lads we're going to burn some fat today like there's, <laughs> there's nothing about that it's about the community it's about like having fun it's about falling in love with the sport um and the fact that you're almost doing like hit training on the on the actual across the 90 minutes you don't ever think of it like that do you you don't label it as that you just like you're so laser focused in the process of doing the sport that the byproduct of it is you burning a ton of calories. So I, I really went off tangent on that. No, it made sense though. It did make sense. And you kind of nailed it and kind of really put it to bed. It's, it's everything you said. It's just having that better understanding of, of everything. Yeah. I'm not going to bitch anymore. Yeah. <laughs> but I, um, <laughs> I, uh, I think kind of like the rap here, isn't it? Is like, just please, please, please. Like whether you're in your current, fat loss journey or whether you're starting it or whether you're about to start it, whatever it is, like don't go in with all of these high expectations that don't meet your reality. Like make sure everything like it matches up. And again, don't use that excuse to not start until everything matches up. Like we've just spoken to um, about earlier, but just, you know, if your life is completely chaotic right now, like you're working every single hour under the sun, like you're super stressed, it doesn't mean that, you know, you can't be in a fat loss phase, but you just maybe don't need to optimize, like to perfectly try and tick every single box that falls under fat loss, like being in an extreme calorie deficit, like energy expenditure, all of those things, like just strive to be a little bit better. So, you know, maybe if you currently have no idea what your calories are, just set that as your first goal. Like maybe just pre-plan some food just pre-plan some meals. It can be a really easy step. Keep but, it simple. Yeah. I could, I could go down a, another little rabbit hole that would put you but Yeah. Keep it simple. Don't expect anything and put it into your reality. You know, you're not a physique athlete. Like I said at the beginning, you're not able to put your whole life around it. You've got families, 
some of you have kids listening to this, it's like your expectations of weight loss is not going to be matching up when you get all the stresses that life throws because at the end of the day, life happens, but it's all about learning to dance in the rain or as I say, roll with the punches. Dance in the rain. My. Yeah, man, just start and work it out as you go. It's a fun part of it. It's the, that's why we say enjoy the process. It's the fun part of making mistakes and learning. Yeah, and remember, like I said, like it's a multi-phasic approach. Like you do not have to always optimize for fat loss. You can go to maintenance for a week where you maintain your weight, mm-hmm. and then the next week you can go back into the fat loss phase. Like, mm-hmm. chill. My mouth is so dry, and watching you drink mm. that is not ideal. There's nothing wrong with optimizing for social life and partying. Yeah, we've uh, we've like especially I I didn't tell you that. Um, so there's still a chance I might be going to the Euros. Oh, really? In Rome. Well, it's it's in the amber list, but there's there's chat about it going into the green zone. Um, and you, got, you got Boris on WhatsApp. You're like, buzzer. Come on, mate. All right, listen, listen here. <laughs> <laughs> you ruined my summer last year. Don't do it again. Don't test me, buzzer. But buzzer's just doing his thing, you know? Yeah, I, I am hopeful. There's, there's loads of good exciting things coming up with um like euros events you, you we're gonna we're gonna do your 30th again yeah i just got an email from cathay cathay pacific our flights to hong kong are back now <laughs> i'm not flying back to hong kong because i have no reason um so yeah let's uh let's wrap the show up shall we yeah man i'll let you kind of go with your flow today I'm pretty lethargic team I apologise I'm not my usual like bounce off the wall self it's what sitting run with it sitting in front of a laptop for it makes such a difference though doesn't it like I'd actually say more often than not like it's the it's the other way around where I'm completely decided like I'm I'm really really bad and I I identify this myself like once I'm in like a workflow I I can't not break it and I know the power yeah. of like going out and doing walks and stuff like that. So I ultimately end up for hours on end just sitting in front of a screen. And then I am exactly like Ryan said, I feel super lethargic. But I was forced to get out today because it was my dear mother's birthday. Happy birthday, mother. If you... Uh... Happy birthday, Jay. Who? Jay. Jane. J as in like the letter J. Oh, I was like... Big, big was like, J. Dear God, Mum, I, I thought she. Well, I, I wasn't going to say. Yeah, no, nah, I wasn't going to say your mum's name on a podcast. There's weirdos out there that are like trying to find him and stuff. So that's why I was like, yeah, Big J, J. Um, yeah, happy birthday. Yeah, happy birthday. Does she, does she listen? <laughs> Doubt it. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, I hear him enough. I've heard him for 29 years. He's like, that's enough. Yeah, we'll we'll find out if she's if she says anything. Well, team. Right, let's wrap this party up and we have a, another coaching call. <laughs> yeah, I know. Let's move from this one to another one. I need to, I need to wake up. Right, team. Always remember, team. Yeah, we're going to wrap this up. Um, I'm not going to go over exactly what we just said. So if you feel like you need another little bit of words of wisdom or inspiration, just, you know, rewind this maybe 10 minutes and uh, we'll see you in the next one. So that, team. <laughs> Bye-bye.